You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, this Wednesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast is presented by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today and tell them that Locked On sent you. But we have a jam-packed Wednesday show, and I'm diving right into it. Number one, John Robinson, Titans general manager, answered some questions in a Zoom conference on Tuesday. I'm going to go over all of the interesting quotes, all of the intriguing information that we got from that discussion. Then we are going to move into the next portion of our 2021 Locked on Titans free agency preview. And it's a long awaited day from what most would consider the most important need on the Tennessee Titans. And that is in the pass rushing department. So today we are going to take a look at all of the viable edge rushers available to the Titans, how much they're going to cost, the pros, the cons, who I think would be the best fit, some matchups that make some sense as well from different prices and different styles so excited to dive into all of it with you guys gonna talk John Robinson's answers gonna talk edge rushers on the free agent market today on the Locked on Titans podcast let's get it very excited at the beginning of yesterday's show when we got the news that John Robinson would be having a press conference on Tuesday and I had some questions for John Robinson that I wanted to get answered and some of them got answered in a way as with these situations typically my exact questions don't always get asked and the exact answers that we are looking for either don't get answered or they kind of get stepped around a little bit and we got a mix of that with John Robinson and the answers that he actually gave so I want to dive into some of the big topics coming out of that press conference typically I would play the audio for you guys but some of the answers are unnecessarily long and we don't have all the time in the world to sit here and go through the whole thing word by word. So I'm going to give you guys the highlights and give you some quotes that I think really stood out to me. And number one, the biggest question here that I wanted to get asked was about Shane Bowen being promoted to defensive coordinator. And quite frankly, the only real reason that John Robinson gave during the press conference as to what he liked about the Shane Bowen hiring was continuity mentioned continuity having you know a guy on the same coaching staff same coaches for the players and my thing is when you talk about a term like continuity that only is a positive if there was success to build off of there was no success especially with Shane Bowen's actual department that he worked in directly outside linebackers that's where the Titans struggled the most so I I find it strange that Robinson would cite continuity as a reason for excitement around the Shane Bowen hire another thing though and it's a deflection when asked about you know Shane Bowen and the pass rush which we're going to hit on in in just a second it's an answer of 
everything matters. The coverage, the play call, the execution by the players, the players that are out on the field. That's actually something that was said by John Robinson in reference to the Shane Bowen hiring and specifically the pass rush. So that's the reasons that he's giving here for the lack of pass rush. And one of the reasons we're so upset about the Shane Bowen promotion is the fact that the pass rush was so bad. Second least amount of sacks for any playoff team. And if you look at the pass rush and you ask those questions, you got to give a lot of credit to Paul Kaharski here. He really went at John Robinson. I don't know however else to say it. I'm sure Paul would love to play it down like, oh, you know, he's just doing his job, but no. Paul was fiery with John Robinson. Three questions in a row to the point where John Robinson even said, three in a row, Paul? Yeah. And he was asking questions about the pass rush, saying that John Robinson acts like the pass rush is not as dire of a need as it truly is. And John Robinson, in my opinion, confirmed that concern by, when talking about the pass rush, bringing up coverage, bringing up play call, bringing up the players out on the field, talking about everything except the pass rush itself. And yes, it's all intertwined, but clearly there's a huge gap in the pass rush for the Titans right now. And based on the answers John Robinson gave, it it makes you worried that maybe he's not taking that need as serious as as we hope. But we're going to talk more about that need later as we continue our free agency preview. Uh, Some other things that I found very interesting... Number one, got to talk about Isaiah Wilson here. I mean, John Robinson's comments were pretty damning, if you ask me. Here's a direct quote from John Robinson who asked about Isaiah Wilson. We did a lot of work on him leading up to the draft. The player that was here in the fall was not the player we evaluated. He's going to have to make a determination if he wants to play pro football, that's on him. And he had different versions of that quote, but to say that he's not the same guy they evaluated, I mean, that's about as negative as John Robinson's going to get in the media about a player. And to me, it sounded like a guy who's really ready to move on from Isaiah Wilson. And John Robinson may be waiting on the 2021 cap number coming from the NFL before he makes that move to see what the financial implications are. And we talk more about that uh, as we know the cap too. Right now, it's, it's tough to do. Similarly with Adam Humphreys, a guy who I've identified as a cut candidate. Right now, it's hard to tell um, what exactly John Robinson can do, and it's not necessarily because of the salary cap, but it seems like Adam Humphreys isn't healthy. John Robinson said that, you know, they're monitoring the state of of Adam Humphreys right now. He's in communication with their trainer, but we didn't hear if he was fully recovered from the concussion that ended his season. We didn't hear anything about that, and if it's an injury concern, that muddies the water of what the Titans can do. So once we know some cap figures, we can discuss that a little bit more as well, but I found that interesting. Also, John Robinson talked about Dean Pease and the fact that Dean Pease was offered defensive coordinator position, was offered a consulting position, and Robinson said this. uh, He has a ton of respect for Dean Pease, wishes him nothing but the best, doesn't want to address speculation on the situation. Uh, I mean... That's pretty cut and dry to me. If, if you're unwilling to address what you offered to the guy, it's because you don't feel great about the situation. I'm sure they thought Pease would come back to them, but then he went and took a job with Arthur. So uh, John Robinson, 
keeping Coy on that, but I thought him being Coy was interesting. With Rashawn Evans, they talked about his fifth-year option coming up later in the offseason, but again, John Robinson said, without knowing what's going on with the 2021 cap, it's hard to discuss Rashawn Evans as that's an impact on the 2022 cap. A couple of other things just to wrap up here. There was a question about overall speed on the offensive side of the ball, and quite frankly, especially with the receivers, John Robinson disregarded the question completely, in my opinion. He talked about they don't just want wide receivers who are fast. He literally said there are wide receivers who are fast in the NFL who can't catch the ball. There are wide receivers who are fast in the NFL who can't get open. We want wide receivers who can get open, catch the ball, and then do something with the ball after they caught it. Okay, that's great, but if you have a guy that's also fast who can catch the ball and do something after it, that's going to help you a lot. So didn't like that he disregarded kind of the concern for the edge rusher position. Didn't like that he disregarded the concern for speed at the wide receiver position on offense. Someone also asked him about the fact that, you know, he had a terrible offseason in 2020. So how do you self-scout and get better, especially with the draft? And John Robinson mentioned that uh, an adjustment they are making is having more people involved in these Zoom conferences with players, having more people ask questions, having more people hear the answers. So then you get different people's takes and different personalities' takes on the same guy, which could help you avoid maybe an Isaiah Wilson situation. So Last couple of things here, John Robinson was kind of hammered throughout the press conference by people basically with the sentiment of, how are you going to get better? This wasn't good enough. And I thought John Robinson most certainly took opportunities to say, hey, We've been the uh, third most consistent team in the NFL over the last five years. Been to the playoffs three times, just won, or four times, or three times, sorry, just won the division, won 11 games last year. He definitely uh, put it out on the table like, uh, I'm the man around here. Don't you guys forget it. We want to do better. We want to win a Super Bowl, but things are going pretty good in Tennessee. He said there's been a lot more good than bad in terms of roster building, and quite frankly... He's right about that. He's right about that. Guys, we all want to win a Super Bowl. We all want the team to do better, but only one team wins every year, and quite frankly, the last five years of Tennessee Titans football has been uh, more enjoyable than the previous five years. That's all I know. So those are the big takeaways that I had from John Robinson's press conference. We're going to move into the Edge Rusher free agent preview for the Locked On Titans podcast here after this. Before we dive into that, though, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. BetOnline's the fastest and easiest place to place all of your bets on all your sports action. Football might be over, but there's NBA, college basketball, NHL, and the MLB is right around the corner. It's not just sports, though. They have award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. There's real-time updated odds and props on pretty much anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has all of your news, scores, and updated odds. It's the best place to place all of your bets, and it's free to sign up. When you head to betonline.ag today on their website or using your mobile device, you can sign up and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure you use promo code Locked On. Once again, that's betonline.ag. Use promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. It is edge rusher 
time, ladies and gentlemen, the most important need for the Titans in the 2021 offseason. So let's dive into the free agency market. I have a long list of names. Uh, As I typically do, I try to get different styles of players that can fit different roles, have some versatility to them, or are at least very, very good at the one role that they do. So let's dive into this list. And I have it separated a little bit, organized in my own strange way, but I want to talk about the names at the top of the list as I would define them, the studs, the top guys on the market, the top names. Now, number one, remember, remember this whole time, the Titans only have Harold Landry and Derek Roberson to to even talk about. I mean, Tazar Skipper is going to get a training camp invite, but that's a practice squad player. The Titans don't need to rely on any developmental projects that they're working on in the back end of the roster. They need to go out and solve this problem. Now, based on the comment John Robinson had uh, at his press conference that we talked about earlier, kind of poo-pooing the need for a primetime pass rusher and talking about how it's all involved in the scheme of defense, well, that could maybe skew what he decides to do. But either way, you're going to see all the options available right now. So number one, the top guys at the position. Some names you hear the most, Shaq Barrett from the Buccaneers. Now, his spot track value, all of these estimated contract values come from spot track. You guys can check those out if you'd like, but his estimated value right now is about $19 million. He's 28 years old. So he is, you know, if the Titans give him a decent contract, he'll be going into his early 30s. Now, he had 14 sacks in his first five years in the NFL, and then he blew up in 2019 for 19 and a half sacks. Now, he came down to earth a little bit last year with eight sacks in 2020, but the conversation has to be, did he just blow up in that one year in 2019 for nearly 20 sacks and then was a product of a fantastic defense with a Jason Pierre-Paul and Adama Kinsu rushing the passer in 2020? And, you know, maybe that one year isn't indicative of his actual performances or... Or are we to believe that, hey, maybe Shaq Barrett is just a late bloomer and now that he finally got his opportunities and he finally got comfortable in the league, he's shown exactly what he can do. All I know is, as probably the most expensive guy on the market, I don't think it makes a lot of sense for the Tennessee Titans to take on somebody like Barrett with, like I said, the just one year of popping production, being a late bloomer. I don't think that's uh, the route that the Titans will take, not the route that I would go. Next, you have a guy like Bud Dupree looking to get around $18 million, and he's 28 years old. Now, here's the difference between him and Barrett. Bud Dupree's coming off an ACL tear, and he did have eight sacks in 11 games before he tore his ACL, but how much is that going to affect a 28-year-old guy who, quite frankly, despite having 19 and a half sacks in the last two seasons, only had anywhere between four to six sacks in his first four seasons. So he never really popped until TJ Watt came around, quite frankly. And the Titans aren't necessarily going to have a TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, and Stephon to it. So both these guys, Dupree and Barrett, have their own concerns about their past history, whether it be injuries or lack of production early on. They were in awesome situations with a lot of help around them, and they put up pretty good numbers. To me, I wouldn't be interested in either of those guys for the top dollar on the market. You start to look at some guys who are dropping in price from those two guys who I think make a little bit more sense for the Titans. Number one, Yannick Ngakwe. Now, he's bounced around a lot. Obviously, that has to be a concern, but 
He's been incredibly productive. He's had 45 sacks in five years, 18 forced fumbles. He's only 26 years old. He's looking to be around $15, $14 million. And I know that Ngakwe, like I said, he's he's bounced around. So clearly he's got some issues of his own. I think at the $15 million range, now you're getting into a range where the Titans would be willing to go out and spend. Think about Clowney, $12 to $15 million last year. I think that's as far as John Robinson would be willing to go with any kind of free agent. Whether you agree with that or not, that's up to you. But for me, that's what I see. And and I kind of agree with the, the options on the market right now with Dupree and Barrett. Now, outside of Ngakwe, you're going to look at a player like Matthew Judon. He's looking at about $15 million per his spot track estimate. Now, he's three years older than Ngakwe at 29 years old. And Judon's a solid player. He's a guy you can count on. But look at his sack production. Four sacks, eight sacks, seven sacks, nine and a half, six sacks. Now, he's only missed four games in his career. So, like I said, he's a reliable guy in the pass rush and in run defense coming from a system in Baltimore though where they create a ton of pressure all the time to never get double digit sacks in a season at a guy his age for the price that he wants I just can't recommend the Titans go with a Matthew Judon if he was in the 10 million dollar range then I would definitely consider it but at 15 I'd have to stay away from that sort of guy not going to pay him more than Jadavian Clowney when the sack numbers are similar in terms of never being in double digits, things like that, and at the H. So next, you have a guy like Leonard Floyd, and he's looking at about $13, $12 million. He's 28 years old now. In his first four years in Chicago, he only had 18 sacks, and he was considered pretty much a bust in Chicago, but then he goes to the number one defense in the league, and he had a lot to do with it. He had 10 and a half sacks in LA last year, but he also played next to Aaron Donald. He also played for Staley, who ended up being a head coach for the Chargers. So when you consider that he was essentially a bust, had one good year with a ton of talent around him, on the best defense in the league, I'm not paying Leonard Floyd t- uh, 12 to $13 million at 28 years old when he's only had one good season in his entire career. I'm just not going to be able to do it despite the fact that he has a great athletic profile. That's just not a risk I'm willing to take if I'm the Titans. Quite frankly, I'm not willing to do that. The last name that I'm going to mention in this stud area is J.J. Watt. He is a stud. Now, at his age and considering all the demands that he has and all the different circumstances or the different variables around his circumstance, uh, it's kind of hard to judge. I've said before, if he's anywhere from 10 to $12 million, I'm probably going to have the Titans be out on that. There is injury concerns to think about, although he's still productive when he's out on the field. But if he's anywhere from 10 to $12 million, well, or, or sorry, eight to $10 million, then I'm all over that for the Tennessee Titans. But I have a feeling that J.J. Watt, the money, all of that, it's just going to come down to where J.J. wants to play. So that's the last name in the studs. And I left this out because I wanted to mention it here. John Robinson did talk about J.J. Watt today, and he had this to say. Yeah, we've had some contact. It's early in the stages. We obviously know his skill set and what he's meant to the Texans. We'll just kind of see how it goes with a lot of these guys that are a Available. So he did mention that they have been in contact with J.J. Watt's people. So we know there's some interest there confirmed by John Robinson from what we've heard in the media. Like I said, the price range and J.J. Watt's um, 
you know, want to come to Tennessee is going to matter more than what Tennessee wants or what Tennessee needs. But before we get into the next section of people and the larger section of edge rusher guys, the mid-tier guys, some versatile options, I think, that that, that maybe don't fit exactly into what you're thinking but could have value, we're going to talk about all of that next. Before we do, want to remind you guys about the Locked On Today podcast from the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm covering everything you need to know about the Titans, but what about the rest of the sports world? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered as well with the Locked On Today podcast. It's great, and it's hosted by Peter Bukowski from the Locked On Packers podcast. It's all the sports news you need every single morning in under 20 minutes, so subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts, and make sure that you check it out as soon as you're done with the Locked On Titans podcast. Also, want to remind you guys about the best tasting protein bar in the galaxy, and that is our friends over at Built Bar. They have the 16 or 18 great, amazing flavors. They're also incredibly healthy for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Make sure that you go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order of the best tasting protein bars ever. Remember, even if you use the promo code LOCKEDON before, you can take advantage of it again. So use that promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. over the top names at the position when we talk about pass rushers, when we talk about edge rushers, but let's get into some other options that the Titans would have that would be outside just that top group. Number one, you have the the kind of the next group of guys that are just your traditional edge rushers. Now, they're a little bit different in my eyes. They're a little bit lesser, but they both have some, I guess, uh, extenuating circumstances. Number one, you have Melvin Ingram coming out of the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, Ingram is 32 years old, so he is on the older side, but he may still be looking for around 10 to $11 million. Now, he has 49 sacks in his career, so he's been very productive, but here's the issue. His sacks are starting to dwindle. In 2019 and 2018, he only had seven per season. He only played seven games in 2020 and didn't register a sack after dealing with injuries the whole season. So somebody like Melvin Ingram may be still commanding $11 million, $10 million, but based on his age and and the decline in his production and his inability to stay healthy last year, I don't see how the Titans could justify paying that price. So I would stay away from Ingram there. But another guy, if the Titans want to, like I said, I don't see them going in that top tier range, Bud Dupree, Shaq Barrett. But if the Titans can get somebody around the 11 to $13 million mark, like I mentioned, Hassan Reddick right now. Hassan Reddick is a name that I am eyeing for the Titans. He's only 26 years old. He exploded in his fourth NFL season and had 12 and a half sacks for the Arizona Cardinals. Now, I know what you're thinking. He's a one-year wonder, but here's the problem. When Hassan Riddick was brought into the NFL from college, he was considered an off-the-ball linebacker despite the fact that he was an undersized edge rusher in college. Everybody assumed that he would transition into the NFL as that off-the-ball linebacker. Think a, you know, a David Long type, a, a Rashawn Evans type, but the Cardinals finally put him back at the edge, and that's when he blew up for the 12 and a half sacks. So to me, if 
you're going to pay a guy in the 11 to $13 million range, I'm not going to pay Leonard Floyd $13 million. I'm not going to pay Melvin Ingram $11 million. I would rather pay Hassan Reddick $11 million and take a chance on a guy who hasn't had the production earlier in his career, but not because he just wasn't producing, but because he was miscast and in the wrong role. You bring a guy like Hassan Reddick into the Titans scheme, he flashes that pass rush ability we saw last year, and I know, I know, but he does still have versatility to drop back into coverage and all those things that had people thinking he was an off-ball linebacker in the first place. So I think Hassan Reddick, in his new role as a primary pass rusher at 26 years old, for the price, makes a ton of sense for the Tennessee Titans. And speaking of combos, you get a guy like Hassan Reddick and you pair him with Jadavian Clowney. You pair him with a Ryan Kerrigan. We'll get into some of these other cheaper options, but you take a guy like Reddick who's got a ton of upside, who is still young, and you pair him with an older guy who who's real. I mean, I don't want to put Clowney in the reliable category, but you pair him with an older guy, a cheaper guy in the $6 million range, and now you're really working with something. I think the Titans need two guys out of all these names, and Reddick would be a really good value target for me with upside who makes a lot of sense. Now, continuing down that line, you think about a guy like Marcus Golden, and Marcus Golden is 30 years old. Now, he did have 12 and a half sacks in 2016, and then 10 in 2019, got traded midseason last year and ended the season with four and a half sacks, but honestly played better than that sack number would tell you. But other than that, Golden's been very up and down, and the market is projecting him at around $13 million. So you talk about a guy like that at 30, who has had two good seasons of double-digit sacks, but been spotty in between, got traded into in 2020. Think about a guy like Leonard Floyd, who we talked about, had one good season. You think about a guy like Melvin Ingram, who's older and looks like he could be fading. Out of that group, the the 10 to you know, $13 million range out of Floyd, Reddick, Ingram, and Golden. Me, I'm going with Reddick all day. So that's how I feel about that group. The next group of guys are guys who don't necessarily fit the Titans scheme perfectly, but they are young guys who have shown that they can rush the passer. Number one, Romeo Okwara came from Detroit. He's only 26 years old, really a one-year wonder, has 20 sacks in his career in four seasons. Ten of those came last year as a rotation guy in Detroit. Can he replicate that as an every down pass rusher? And he's more of a 4-3 defensive end, big bodied. He could maybe play that Jack Crawford elephant role for the Titans, but at $10 million, is that really what you want to do? Another guy who fits that mold is a Trey Hendrickson coming from New Orleans, also 26, had 13 and a half sacks in 2020 as a rotational piece in that Saints defense. Only has 20 sacks total in his first four years, like Okwara. Would you take a chance on Hendrickson, who's more of a traditional 4-3 defensive end? Maybe use him in that elephant role at $10 million? I'd be more likely to go after a guy like Hendrickson with his explosiveness than I would Okwara with his power if I had to choose from that role. But I would be surprised if the Titans dipped in there just because they don't fit that pure speed rusher. The last guy that I want to mention in that group, though, is someone who's going to be cheaper than Okwara and Hendrickson. And that's Carl Lawson. So Carl Lawson had eight and a half sacks as a rookie. He only had one his second year and then had five and then five and a half the next two years, five and a half being last year. He's had some injuries and he was in Cincinnati. 
So how much can we judge what his production was? He got a lot of attention last year when the Bengals had a very terrible, uh, you know, front four pass rushing group. I think Lawson has a lot of upside that hasn't been tapped into. He's only 26 years old and he's going to be about $8 million. So you get a guy like, you know, a Carl Lawson. Pair him with J.J. Watt for $10 million. Now you got an outside guy. You got your elephant role in Watt. You can go out and get a couple guys in the draft. Now you're talking about something that could work out for under $20 million. Now, let's get into guys who do fit, but they wouldn't maybe fill the need in the same way. You're looking at guys who are going to be cheaper, guys who are going to be older, and number one, you got Clowney, of course. Six and a half million dollars is his estimate. I think it's going to be closer to seven, eight million dollars. Clowney's only 28 years old. Reliable, like I said, isn't the word to use, but I know you guys hate to hear it. He was disruptive when he was on the field. Imagine if the Titans can get Clowney for about seven million dollars and get Carl Lawson for about eight million dollars I think that's a fantastic pairing as well some older guys who could fill a need for the Titans Ryan Kerrigan has had 95 and a half sacks in his career he's 33 years old but if they want to go the Cam Wake route and try to just get an older veteran say they go with a Hassan Reddick at 11 million dollars and then you get a Kerrigan at about six million dollars that could make a lot of sense similarly Justin Houston 97 and a half sacks in his career we know what Houston can do even at 32 years old Kerry Hyder is another guy who I think fills that role he's 30 years old coming out of San Francisco he's a rotational player but with all the injuries they had in 20 2020. He had eight and a half sacks. That's the highest he's had in his career outside of eight in 2016. So he would just be a rotational guy as an older guy, like I said, in that Cam Wake mold where you just want him to be a rotational piece, but it would be on the cheap. Uh, A guy who I'm really interested in here is a younger guy. And coming from Baltimore, hasn't really had an opportunity to settle into any kind of role. He's a versatile piece, and I think if the Titans gave him a really cheap contract and allowed him to focus on his pass rushing skills, he might be able to give them something that we haven't seen yet, and that's Tyus Bowser. Bowser has incredible versatility. He's used as an off-ball linebacker and an edge rusher and a blitzer in Baltimore. Baltimore has a really good front seven, so maybe he just didn't have the opportunity he needed to crack through. He had five sacks in 2019, two sacks in 2020, I know you'd like to see more sacks, but he should be on the cheap. Should be about four to five, six million dollars. If you get a guy like Bowser, you pair him with another guy you can count on. Let's say the Titans do go out and get JJ Watt, 10, 11, 9, 8 million dollars, somewhere in there. Get a guy like Bowser you can put on the edge and can kind of give you a versatile piece that you can mold still as Bowser is only 25 years old. So I would be interested in him as a super cheap option who needs some development. But that's basically all the names that I want to run through right now. You have some other guys out there, a Kyler Fackrell, uh, a Jordan Jenkins. There are tons of names on the market, but those are the names that I think will be in the Titans price range that the Titans need to be looking at. And I gave you guys some combos and some names that I have my eye on specifically out of the different groups. So that's going to do it for our edge rusher, our pass rusher, free agency preview here on the Locked on Titans podcast. I will be back with you guys tomorrow to get into the secondary, but that's going to do it for me today. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.